Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. And today I have a wonderful gentleman on as a guest, Nathan Kidder. He's an entrepreneur and you're going to get to learn all about him shortly. I'm not the kind of person who usually looks at what others have and sits there thinking, oh, I wish I had that. But do you know what? This week, I've been a bit like that. And I've done it because of this new social app called Clubhouse. Now, those of you with an iPhone may be fortunate enough to be using it already. And a lot of my friends who do have an iPhone are using it. But unfortunately, us Android users still have to wait. Um, it's an app I'm looking forward to. It's... Uh, podcast live essentially it's uh, all voice orientated if you haven't used it or seen it or heard of it already it's uh, groups rooms where people can discuss have chats invite people in you can just sit there but the main thing is because it's not on video you could be doing anything at the other time you could be sitting in your pjs out and about it's just all audio so can't wait for it to turn up on android so that i can start using it and use it as another platform to discuss ideas, talk a little bit more about coaching, and extend what I do currently on this podcast. And talking of this podcast, it's not about me, it's about the guests that I bring on. And from today's guest, you're going to learn what it takes to go from the bottom to the top, the mentality, the mindset, and some of the key attributes you need to be able to apply yourself to become successful. Now, leaving school at the age of 15, Nathan Kidder has gone on to become an influential business personality who's instrumental in transforming the lives of others. Nathan started very early in life and by 18 years he was already working for a large London estate agent. Through the process he learned about closing deals, making money out of it. This motivated him to start something of his own and he began with sourcing properties for various private investment firms and high net worth personalities within central London. By the year 2005 Nathan was already making more money than what he even aspired to earn. However tough times hit again and soon Nathan saw himself as a broke and homeless guy on the streets in the city. Overcoming all these tough days, Nathan started again, and this time with more consciousness and awareness and learning from his mistakes. He's gone on to build multiple businesses. So let's hear from him and how he manages this. Hello, Nathan, and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. Thanks, Doctor. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Actually, do you know what? I know originally we were going to schedule this interview for the morning. And the reason I do that is when I'm the perkiest and, I, and I've got my, you know, I'm on my A game. And I must admit, it's not late. What is it? It's around 2, 33 o'clock. And I must admit, I've had a few calls today and um, I do uh, start flaking a little bit. So, but the one thing that energizes me, knowing that I'm going to be chatting with people. So if I've got a coaching session, I knew I had this it, instant buzz. So no matter how I was feeling like five minutes ago, it's completely switched in me. Do you feel like that at any point where all of a sudden you feel like that and you've got to change it up? Do you know what? I, I, there's very there's a rare moment where I don't have that energy. And I think it's because I think when I go to bed the night before, I know that I've just got so much to do the next day. It's like I have to start with that sort of natural energy that I think I have. Um, and it just it carries me through until the minute I stop. And it's the minute that I stop doing work is when I just sort of like deep breath and I sort of just collapse um turn my phone off laptop closes and I just fall asleep um but I I genuinely just have loads of energy during the day I don't know how or where I get it from but I just do I must admit I do uh yeah energy is one word that definitely I think helps define you and I think you I think for me today having a 
sausage sandwich followed by an eminent tiramisu probably didn't help and it's probably contributed my lull but like i said i'm feeling fine now so uh, we're all good to go anyway like i said i really appreciate you coming on to this podcast because i know usually you're on the other side of this because you've got a successful podcast yourself uh nathan k podcast on youtube and everything and you know huge following yeah and um so you've been asking a lot of questions so i'm hoping that what you get asked today might be a little bit different or you know you it hasn't you haven't had the opportunity to be asked yourself let's say uh so i hope it's not going to be too repetitive for you so something different hopefully but we'll see but the other thing is i've probably got different listeners to everybody else so uh so, so somebody new is going to be listening to this anyway so that's good um well it's a pleasure to be on thank you so second success podcast i mean mentioned to you you know while we were uh, offline that for me, I see your success right now as a as an entrepreneur with multiple businesses, uh, having only really known you just over a year, I think, about a year, year and a half since we first met. And um, so to me, it's your multiple successes that I've seen. However, you've got a story well beyond I met you. And realistically, it's where you became involved in real estate, became very successful running your own company, and then became homeless. So I guess let's start from there you know first of all I want to get an understanding is what drove you to create your own company in the first place in the, in the 2000s early 2000s so I was working for a real estate company when I was I started when I was 18 and after a year and a half I noticed a bit of a gap in the market of actually going out and searching on behalf of people that wanted to buy a property so I set up at the time click homes um, and I was doing all the sort of the doggy work, trying to find properties for my clients, you know, meeting different agents and just finding stuff that they couldn't find on the market at the time because right move and Zoopla just didn't exist, right? So it was me doing the hard work and I, I did it exceptionally well from it. But little did I know is that it's great earning money. The problem is, is where to invest it, how to spend it, and then who you surround yourself with was the most important thing that I learned at that time. So I was surrounding myself with the wrong people. It was all about clubbing, going out, being flash, um, buying stuff that didn't wasn't for me. It was for other people just to show off. Yeah. And all of a sudden, business is great. You're making lots of money. You take your eye off the ball and you don't focus on the important things. You focus on the stuff that's materialistic. All of a sudden... Mm. Deals don't come in because you're not focusing on the right things. Banks come calling for their mortgage payments. Car finance companies come calling for their car payments. And all of a sudden, you don't have the money because you've taken your eye off the ball. It spirals out of control so quickly. So where I've built up something within a year and a half, within six months, it's gone. And you're talking about three apartments, four cars, a very nice lifestyle. All of a sudden, just disappeared. I ended up being homeless, living in my car for two weeks. Um, I had one car, which I did buy cash at the time, lived in that car for two weeks until I could live in the YMCA in Watford Charter House. Um, found myself in this tiny little room with a neighbor. I can't remember his name, but he was mental health. Now you'd say mental health issues. He was homeless, very unwell, disabled. And all of a sudden it, it was that part, it was reality here. And <laughs> I can't explain how going from such a crazy lifestyle to being homeless and not knowing where to turn to, not knowing who to speak to, where to ask for help. Could I ask for help? Was I telling people what had happened? Did... So many things were going on mm. in my mind. And at the time, there was no such thing as YouTube, Instagram, looking for inspiration, no audio books. 
because I'm dyslexic. I can't read a book. I have to listen to audio books if I want to learn. There was nowhere for me to turn to. And people say, well, you could ask your dad, you could ask your family. The truth is you're too proud. You, I was too embarrassed to say that I'd failed. So I thought, how am I going to get out of this? And one day I, I went into the gym because I had nothing to do at the YMCA and I, it felt really good exercising. And I've always played football, but I had to go to the gym. I exercised. It felt good. I was right, right. Let, let's focus by getting fit. Let's focus by doing the stuff that makes me feel good. So the action, that action for me was get myself physically fit and mentally fit. And from there, I started feeling good. Yeah, I, I analysed the space that I was in. And I thought, how can I now get out of this? What steps, what actions can I take to get out of here? Um, and it was literally every day I set myself a bit of a plan, a bit of a deadline. Today, I'm going to do this. I did it every single day, one day at a time. And it's so right that it is one day at a time and it is about consistency. However, that's where so many give up and fail because they expect that they get given a solution. Do this and you'll be successful. Do this and you'll get better. And it's almost like they expect it instantly. So there must have been days where you felt like this isn't working or when's this going to change for me? Every day there was a, a part of me that thought it's not going to happen because what had happened was I'd set this not unachievable goal, but this dream far too big. And at the time didn't realise how big it was. And I thought every day that's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And every day a, a, a part of me thought I can't get there. Yeah. But it was the small actions that I noticed helping me get there. OK, it was so far away, but they were helping me get there bit by bit. And all of a sudden, you look back after sort of two or three week period and you see some improvements. You think, OK, I'm doing the right thing. But the key thing that you said is consistency. It doesn't matter if you don't achieve something on that day. It's always another day. But you have to take one day at a time or one week at a time, a month at a time. And then you reassess it. But have a massive dream, but don't expect it to happen overnight. So you, you know, for me, you're telling me that it was all about you. You have to do the whole realisations and it's your consistency. Did you at any point have any kind of support externally, somebody mentoring you, supporting you and just guiding you even to say, look, don't worry, you're going to have days like this. Was it all on your own? If only. I'll tell you what, if I'd have had that, I think I would have got got out of it a lot quicker and it excelled a lot quicker as well without saying I know that you're a coach but genuinely those things just at the time just didn't seem accessible and when you're especially now if I was looking at them on, on a job seekers allowance that's just not achievable you know I, I feel like how am I gonna how can I afford to do that so that's why now you've got great podcasts and people like yourself like giving out great content all the time but if if only I had someone at the time that I could just turn to and say I need help what can I do to help? That would have got me out of the YMCA a lot quicker and it would have helped me achieve what I wanted quicker. And creating podcasts like this, for me to do this, is for that reason, so that people can draw inspiration, hear stories from other people, maybe take one golden nugget that they can apply to themselves. However, this is the challenge I come across with many. And like you said, as a coach, I have many clients that it's not so obvious that you could give them all the information that they need to do what they need to do to improve or become successful, and they still don't do it. So, okay, you're doing this, you've got a goal, but sometimes um, there's that fear of failure. There's that um, the worst situation that they're trying to run from that drives people. And I think that's the issue sometimes, that it doesn't matter, even if help is there, some people don't won't take it or won't act on it until situation gets awful. And even then people don't. So, again, 
what I'm getting out from you is, yes, you had the drive to achieve. Yes, so you've got this huge goal. But what was the real burning desire for you to be able to do that? Because in the end, yes, you've still got to do everything on a daily basis. There's days you want to give up. And yes, you can see improvements. But so what? What was the real desire for you to get out of that situation and to really make it big? I think it's, it's looking around you thinking, look, if if there's something that you desire for yourself, you will go out and get it 100 percent. Right. If there's something that you desperately need and you want to go get it, you'll do whatever it takes to go and do it. Like, but that's the whole point. It's you'll take whatever it like you'll do it. You have to take action. People are always, it seems to me, and I used to do it as well, and I, sometimes I still do it. You sort of look for advice and you're sort of expecting the exact answers from that person to like for it to magically just happen. Now, I want the exact answer from you. I want to know exactly what I have to do. That's the whole point. You have to go and do it. He can tell you what needs to be done, but you have to actually do it. And it's just not going to sit on your lap and say, here I am, unfortunately. No, and, I, and I do say that, you know, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's going to do things differently and achieve different things. But there are actions, the same actions that you can do, everybody can do that will give improvement. It's like you said, you find it challenging to read, but though you will still listen to audio podcasts. So in a way, you're gaining information, but also you're being inspired and motivated by listening to somebody rather than reading or watching if people want to YouTube it. So it's the little things that you can still be doing. It's like, a, you know, there's those people that will every day go and do a strenuous workout. But actually, it doesn't need to be that. But it's that daily exercise, even if it's daily going out for a walk will make a difference. So I do think that everybody's different, but there are certain things that can be done, whether it's education through whatever means exercise through whatever means diet well the general well-being if done well consistency on a daily basis can make a huge difference to your mindset and when you've made that difference to your mindset it then allows you to then seek other opportunities a really clear easy example is somebody wants to lose weight and they do a bit of exercise for the first week don't see any difference and they go this doesn't work but if you did that over a, a four, eight, 12 week period, they'll see a huge difference. Reaching so to the choir. Said, <laughs> absolutely. <yeah. laughs> but it, it's so true. And I think if people just take that into, if they took that into their everyday life, like if they're trying to build a business or they're trying to find success or trying to, whatever it, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve, just allow it to happen. Allow the process to happen. Learn in the process. It, you never fail unless you give up. I hate this very cliche, but it's so true. You never fail unless you quit. Um, and I, I, people look at me and I constantly fail in things every day. I fail at something, but I, I never actually give up. So I know that I won't fail. If that makes sense. People look at me, oh, you made a mistake there. Not a problem. You learn from it. Mistakes. Well, this is it, right? People say they learn from it, but people say I'm going to learn from other people's mistakes. Doesn't happen because you don't know how that feels. You don't know the actions you need to take in order to learn and better yourself. And I, Someone said to me, um, they were putting a, pro a proposal to go to a bank to say how amazing they were. They wanted to put this PDF in front of them and say, I want to get funding to buy, to buy loads of properties. I said, put in there your mistakes as well. He's like, what? I said, put in all the stuff that you've done wrong. All the things that, he goes, why? I said, because then it shows that you've learned from it. The bank will yeah. say, oh my God, like these guys have made mistakes. Amazing. What mistakes have they made? What have they done to improve on them? Um, and he took it away with me. He thought it was brilliant. But 
don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of what people say. Just keep learning from those things that you think are failures or mistakes or whatever it might be. But just it's important to have them. So, so for me, I think, you know, I've spoken to you about my background before where being very academic, never really failed at grades or pretty much anything I set my mind to. However, I probably have failed, but never really saw it as failure. And therefore, I couldn't really say I've failed. Do you think that's true as well? So that it's, I'm not saying I don't admit to failures, but I just don't see them as failures, whereas other people might class things as failures. So what's the definition of a failure, I guess? That's a great question, right? What is the definition? I suppose it relates to each individual. Um, and it could relate to it. It's, I suppose most people would say it's a, a, a feeling of how you feel, like because failures, failures like defeat, a loss, it's always a down thing. And I think if they could try and turn that into a positive, it's like, okay, I've now learned that. How can I take it forward? And there was a company, I can't remember the name, I can't remember which company it was. They used to applaud people that would come out and say, I've made a mistake. It was literally like a huge clapping thing in an office. I can't remember which one it was when I read it. And I thought, I love that. Like if they made a mistake, it's like, I made a mistake. And it's like, instead of brushing problems under the carpet, it was like, they bring them all out and saying, right, how can we work for this? It was sort of like an achievement to make a failure. And I love that. Uh, people think I'm mad, but I thought it was brilliant. No, I think that's positive. I mean, I, I look at last year, 2020, it's been you know terrible for a lot of people, um, especially some of the numbers that have been banded around in terms of businesses going uh, bust. And looking at myself personally and, you know, telling my story to people, you know, especially when I talk financial terms, people would say I failed last year and I wasn't successful. Actually, I look at 2020. I think it's probably been one of my best years to date in terms of one. The podcast was kicked off videos I did, people I engaged with. I've, in fact, I've never spoken to as many people last year compared to other, to other times, let's say. So for me, yeah. it's a huge success. So I think it is perspective as well. It's it's it's. Who determines what failure is also determines what their success is. I think if people are basing things on money, I think there was about 85% of the UK suffered. Regard, I don't care who you are, everyone suffered financially. But it's like you said, it's the, is that the be all and end all? Is it, I did an article not long ago for, for some a press release about does money make us happy? And the truth mm. is, no, it doesn't actually make us happy. The, the, the money itself doesn't make us happy. It's the things that it brings can bring joy yes. to our life and make things easier, et cetera, et cetera. So, in terms of financial, we all suffered. I saw people look at me and go, oh, well, you had a great year last year. Well, you, I didn't tell you all the things that I had to overcome, all the steps I had to go through. Mm. Um, but it, it's how you adapt to situations. You have to adapt. If you just allow things to happen and see what it's not good enough, you have to take action every single day. Um, and people say, oh, my God, you're so busy. I make myself busy. There's always something to be done. I don't like sitting around idle myself, but then... The latest research I've been reading does say that, you know, we're in a society where there's an expectancy that we need to be busy. If not, we're seen as lazy. I mean, you know, just growing up as kids, uh, you know, studying, if we're not doing something, you're considered lazy. So therefore, we're brought up with this uh, thinking that if we're not always doing something, we're not being productive. Well, actually, sometimes with our most productive is when we're allowed to just sit, do nothing, allow us to think creatively, get bored. So then we can be more productive. And but like you said, it's that daily stuff. It's the consistency. It's the actions that need to be done. Coming back to that. And I think the one place that people and I think the real reason people are failing at that right now 
is the prevalence of social media and what people are choosing to follow on social media, which feeds into this anxiety and stress of wanting to achieve quickly. And when they're not able to is when they give up. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that a lot of these get rich quick schemes really sort of put people in a, a sort of a, a negative mindset, shall I say, because it was like, well, why, how are they become rich? How have they become yeah. successful? And, and unfortunately, you've got to stop looking at social media for that. Social mm. media is not to look at to be uninspired. You need to find stuff that inspires you. Listen to stuff where people have journeys. If you look at their story, so people would look at a post and just judge it automatically. It's amazing mm. how quickly are people just to judge a photo um, and they don't know what's behind it or they don't know the journey. So instead of exactly. looking at a photo, judging it and saying, oh my God, how'd they get rich so quickly? maybe understand their story. So if people want to inspire people, if people on, on social media and they put these photos out, I don't blame them for doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I, you know, I take a picture of my car. You, you'll see it on my social media. I've got a picture of my car or my house or a watch, whatever it might be. It doesn't mean I'm showing off. It, the reason why I would do it is to show people that if I can do it and I'm pretty simple, you can do it as well. I must admit, Nathan, this is the thing. This is about mindset, though, isn't it? It's like, I, I love your posts. I mean, I'll be sharing them on the podcast description and in your Instagram accounts. But I've seen your cars and I love them. And this is the thing that I've had to train my mind is when I see something like that, the first thing I do is that person's worked hard for that. And it's like, wow, that's so brilliant. One day I want something like that. And it's never about competition. It's never all I am is that I'm proud to know somebody that's able to do that. Well, you want to surround yourself with genuine people that have had that that have actually achieved it. Because remember, there's a lot of people on social media which are fake and they'll post stuff that isn't there. So it's really important that you follow the right people, because if you're following someone that's got a flashy sort of lifestyle, make sure that they're genuine with like they've actually Mm. achieved it themselves. Understand their story first. And I keep saying to people, understand my story before you judge me. I don't mind if people would judge me. That's that's your own problem and your own choice. And I get a lot of messages saying, you inspire me. I get a lot of messages saying, you're a show-off. <laughs> of course, like, if I... Sh- <laughs> and it doesn't... Either way, it doesn't bother me. I, t- the truth is now I don't care because I, I try to... I genuinely try to give back as much as possible. Like my latest venture with Yen. Yes. It's all about giving back. You know, it's all about free courses. People don't know how much it cost me. Like the lady from the Islington Tribune this morning said, how are you funding this? I was like, out of my own pocket. She said, why? And I said, because I want to give back. Like I want to be able to, it's not a charity. This is, this is showing people that everyday people, you and I, Joe Bloggs, born and bred outside of London in a small little village can achieve whatever you want. And all you have to do is apply yourself and listen to people that have done it and doing it on a daily basis. That's what the yep. podcast was about. That's what Yen's about. And I keep wanting to get the message out there. And I want to inspire people because it might cost me money now. But one day, one day, that I might rely on that person for something. I might go, oh, my God, mm-hmm. like, could you help me out? Or he might have a great idea. Whatever. It might, I'm not looking to get something back, but. It doesn't do me any harm. Trust me. Um, Nathan, I'm with you then. And I guess the reason I got into coaching was because I genuinely want to help people. And I do give my time, I think, quite generously to want to help people. And I do it selflessly. But then there's a bit of me that does think that at some point, I believe in karma, at some point that may come back to me in a positive way. And I suppose that's my intention always. And I think that's brilliant. And actually, while you're on the topic, in terms of Yen, the Young uh, Entrepreneurs Network that you've launched, 
um, I will make sure to share a link again in the podcast uh, uh, details for people to go on to click in and look into that a little bit more. You know, you've told us a bit, a bit of your background and your backstory and how you started to move out of your situation to grow in what you now have are a few companies. Tell me, what were the three key main mental attributes that helped you from that previous life that you developed that are now literally, let's say, your core that are making that you're still applying to this day in terms of what you do every day? So accepting help, looking for advice, learning, um, being open minded trying to become fearless, like understanding what my fears are and try mm. to not over, you don't want to, you don't want to ignore your fears. It's quite, it's quite important to have that as, as part of adrenaline, as part of excitement, it's that butterfly. I think it's about understanding your fears and knowing that you can overcome them and what steps you need to take to overcome them. I think taking one step at one day at a time, there's loads of things I could, uh, but three key things, understanding your fears, take one day at a time, be patient, and learn as much as you possibly can from others. But again, and the three, like action, must take action. So if there's three daily things that I do is try to be consistent, I take action, and I try to have a bit of passion for what I do. Like I, mm. I don't try to love it. I do stuff that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like yeah. I get a buzz out of it. Tell me something, and I guess this is a challenge I, I suppose I've always had and trying to do more of. I, I always used to say yes to a lot of opportunities. And I, and I would soon find that I'd be saying yes to things that as it got nearer to the time, I'd feel I'd be feel, feeling with dread. Didn't actually really want to do it uh, because it was a misplaced, I don't know, maybe sense of I needed to do it. Nowadays, I start going with my gut a lot more. And it's almost like, oh, my head's saying, yes, I should. But actually, my heart and gut are saying, well, no, no. Uh, and I regretfully have to apologize to people or say, no, I, I can't do that. Or, I, you know, I, I just don't want to. And thankfully, most of the time they'll accept that. So, what do you do? Do you what drives business for you mainly these days? Head or gut? Uh, I, I go with how it makes me feel. So, I go with it goes with that, that sort of that chemical reaction to something. If it feels good, I like it. It brings a smile to my face. I'm going to enjoy it. I'll do it. But also, I can't say yes to everything. There's a lot of things like because it just doesn't make financial, commercial, business sense at all. So it's not again. It's not being mean. It's about Look, it has to be a win-win. If it's not a win-win for everybody, there's no point doing it. And it's, I'm not going to jeopardize myself or put myself in a vulnerable situation specifically for somebody else in terms of business. And the reason why is because then I can't help other people that genuinely need help. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you've got to look up, you, you have to take care of number one, always. Don't mm. care, you have to take care of number one because without taking care of yourself, there's no way you can take care of other people. So you look after number one first. So I make sure, does it feel right? On an aeroplane, put your oxygen mask on first. You've got to. I've always said that is you've got to look after your well-being and welfare first. Because actually, if I'm not happy, if I'm not in a place of strength, there's no way I'm going to be able to help other people. And sometimes people yeah. might consider that selfish. But I'm like, well, again, like yourself, I don't particularly care. <laughs> it doesn't matter what people think. Because as long as I feel as if I'm doing the right thing, I think that's the most important. Your, your, yeah, I used to say to people, your happiness is not my responsibility. Mm, like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't make you happy. I agree with that. It's uh, too often we we hear things like so and so has made me unhappy, or I'm so happy. No, happiness or sadness or whatever is always a within thing. Nobody can make you angry, sad, or happy. 
it's a choice. It's a choice you have. All you can do is make the right choices to be in the right environment, to be conducive to the emotion that you want to feel. It, it just makes complete sense. Um, then uh, you know, I, I know we haven't talked a lot about your businesses or um, you know in depth of what you do, but that but that's okay because, like I said, I'm going to be pointing um, all the details in the podcast episodes, and that's not what I guess this podcast is going to be about. It's um, it's about the nuggets that you've provided today, and it's actually been more valuable than I even thought it was going to be. So I don't know how much of that was repetition to you. I don't know how often you hear yourself saying that, but for me, that's exactly what I wanted to get out of today because it's, it's the energy, it's the passion. And, you know, we haven't even talked about your businesses because actually that doesn't matter. What matters doesn't matter. What you've just talked about now, it's about being consistent, the passion and doing what's right and doing it for yourself. The principles will always stay the same. Mm. right in, in any business so it's the principles are saying the same like you said the nuggets so it's consistency taking action understanding your fears you know just learning etc it's the if you want any business to work the same principles apply regardless of any business so yeah just enjoy the product you feel good and that, mm. gen, that are genuinely wanting to sort of want you to succeed okay um and you'll often find that the people that actually don't want you to succeed are the ones that you've known the longest. Does that make sense? Yes, completely. And it, sometimes it's not even that they don't want you to succeed. It's like it's they're the ones that tend to be full of fear and intrepidation and don't want to try things themselves. And absolutely, it's that mirroring of like, should they get that if I can't do it? Well, actually, you can do it. You just need to apply and Agreed. apply yourself. And, and and to be honest, as a coach and and I say this to a lot of successful people that, yes, it's about looking after yourself. Yes, it's about moving forward and finding the right people. You know, I, I do firmly believe that you are the average of the people that you spend your time with. And, you know, I've seen that. It's definitely happened in my life. But I'm also very conscious of making sure that people don't get left behind either. So I give yeah. the opportunity to those people to come along on that journey. And then it's a choice. You can never force anybody, but allowing opening doors and allowing the same, you know, allowing them opportunities that maybe you didn't have yourself. Because like you said, if you're presented with the opportunities and it's been a battle, all the main thing you can do is open doors and at least make that path a little bit easier for somebody. Because in the end, once they tra start traveling down that path, they'll, they'll come across their own obstacles and then it's up to them to overcome them. You can't do it for them. Of course. I, I, gen I genuinely get a huge buzz out of helping people, genuinely. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm just trying to make it where I've got enough time to do it but uh, you must get so much satisfaction from what you do I, I do honestly Nathan it's like you know I'm buzzing just talking now like I said to you I felt like crap <laughs> you know <laughs> before it because I was tired but now I'm energized this is what I get from my clients when I'm speaking to my clients or people like yourself it energizes me and it, it allows me to think better produce better content work better with my clients and what more do I want and this is how I grow it's through other people and listening to them and for me it it's invaluable. But, but tell me, I uh, don't want to put you on the spot, and I, I haven't asked any of my other uh, uh, guests the question like this. Is there a standout person? I'm not going to count your wife, but is there a standout person, your wife, that you think, you know what, if it hadn't have been for them, you know? I'm yeah, I, yeah, I actually think my uncle, um, who's pa he passed away 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and um, he was the sort of the standout. But as much as my dad's a great inspiration, it was my uncle that looking back taught me that tough that tough love yeah he was the one that when i did ask for help he's like not going to help you. you need to learn on your own and it's so true like he, he's the one that 
I genuinely sort of felt inspired by from what he taught me by giving me discipline. My dad was a soft touch, so <laughs> but but my uh, but my uncle was um, was firm, fair, kind, generous when needed to be. Uh, yeah, my uncle's definitely up there. I think that's a, that's a wonderful um, place to call this podcast to an end. So, you know, Nathan, really, I think it's been valuable. I think anybody listening to this will be really inspired and, and motivated to possibly take some action because, you know, it's the energy. Energy is what people inspire people up. So thank you once again for your time. Thank you. Cheers, Doctor. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was my good friend, Nathan Kidder. Uh, extremely generous and wonderful human being um, and as you heard there full of enthusiasm and energy takes you a long way enthusiasm and energy especially when you're going through challenging times or through adversity if you can maintain that it's wonderful and it keeps you going people always say that to me Rakish you're always so positive full of energy and one thing I like to tell them is um, I don't think it's anything that's innate I think it's something that you develop and as with you know, you look at positive psychology, you look at some of the work that Barbara Fredrickson's done. It's all about what you're consuming. It's what are your inputs? I make sure that what I consume, not I'm not talking dietary here, I'm talking consuming through my mind, through uh, what I watch on social media, what I watch on TV or listen to on the radio or read. I make sure it's positive and it's uplifting because actually, when you feed that into your mind, that's what you become. So it is a deliberate practice. So the reason I guess I'm always positive or seem cheerful or have this energy is because that's what I choose to consume. And therefore, that's what I give out. And this week, I'd like to leave you with a clip from a very old movie from 1954 called Sabrina. Humphrey Bogart's character is speaking to his brother and he's explaining why he does what he does as an entrepreneur. And I thought it was very apt to leave it at that. I hope you enjoy it. You're going to propose to her anyway. I'm only trying to help you make up your mind. Then why don't you marry her? Me? Oh. Well, what's so funny? You want to die an old maid? Well, I was just thinking that if I were ever to get married, I'd have to take a dictaphone, two secretaries, and four corporation counselors along on the honeymoon. I'd be unfaithful to my wife every night of my married life with vice presidents, boards of directors, slide rule accountants. This, this is my home. No wife would ever understand it. Well, neither can I. You've got all the money in the world. But what's money got to do with it? If making money were all there was to business, it's hard to be worthwhile going to the office. Money is a byproduct. Well, what's the main objective? Power? Ah, that's become a dirty word. Well, then what's the urge? You're going into plastics now. What will that prove? Prove? Nothing much. A new product has been found, something of use to the world. So a new industry moves into an undeveloped area. Factories go up, machines are brought in, a harbor is dug and you're in business. It's purely coincidental, of course, that people who never saw a dime before suddenly have a dollar. And barefooted kids wear shoes and have their teeth fixed and their faces washed. What's wrong with the kind of an urge that gives people libraries, hospitals, baseball diamonds and uh, movies on a Saturday night? Mr. Carter, will you send in the secretaries? Yes, Mr. Larry. Now you make me feel like a heel. Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, The Clear Coach.